You know what I love about you? My sinewy haunches? <laughs> yep. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome, you wonderful Slashophiles, to another episode of Slasher I Hardly Know Her. I am your host, Micah, one of the Slasher brothers, and I will soon be joined by our very special guest, Alex, the other half of the Slasher brothers duo, the dynamic duo. Thank you for listening to the show wherever you are, on the toilet, on your way to work, taking a road trip, on the treadmill. We are so happy you're here listening to the show. The, uh, today we're going to be talking about a little movie from 1984 called The Toxic Avenger from Troma. Troma. Lloyd Kaufman. You know those clowns that make all those wonderful, terrible horror movies. Splattertastic. So before we go on... Uh, let me talk a little bit about what we're going to do on the show. We are going to award our crunchiest kill for this movie. We will rate this film. We will talk about some of our favorite scenes. We'll also talk about what else we are into. And, of course, we will play everyone's favorite game show, Final Girl. But before we go on, and without further ado-do, please... Put your hands together wherever you are. Slap some flesh for Alex. That was, this is this is your intro. This is how you your your big your, <laughs> your big entrance is to just sigh into the microphone. No, that That's to, my move. That was I'm applause. the guy who sighs too. That much. is true. You do that, but no, that was applause. That was like a large crowd applause. Oh, okay. I know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that thing. That thing. Yeah. Uh, it uh, would have been nice if you had done it for me, but I'll do it myself and then say, hey, there, thanks I'll, for having me. I'll just give you a real applause, but it's only me, so, you know, it might seem lackluster. <laughs> welcome welcome to the show, Alex. Oh, Thank you for being here. Uh, speaking of obnoxiously long pauses, as you know, I took on the burden, no, the uh, the honor of editing our last episode, and you know, my God, do I? Every time you say something or ask me a question, I, I have an obnoxiously long pause before I say anything, and to that I say, uh, Alex, I am very sorry that you have to edit this show regularly because, my God, you know, I like to think it's because maybe I'm thoughtful and I and I put a lot of cogitation into my answers that's what i'd like to think but as i was editing the joyride episode i was like am i am i kind of dumb am i a little slow does it take me a little longer than most to think of something to say and and that's what i that's what i came up with but we're gonna go with thoughtful yeah that was you is that you doing your impression that was you yeah because not only is it a long pause everything is a cipher yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then I, have I to, do. Then long, I just have to talk more. And, long uh, pauses and lots of sighs. Well, the good news is you get used to it after you edit a bunch of them. So you'll be fine after a while. And I think, uh, you know, oh, should we go ahead and talk about this? Listeners, is our last show of the of the season. This is the season uh, finale. You should have, like, 
you know, teased it a little. Like you should have been like, uh, listeners, we do have to tell you this is our this is going to be our final show of the season. You know, like make them think that, <laughs> that we've had enough of uh, you know not not being famous yet. Yeah, maybe we should leave, leave on a cliffhanger. Should we do something like where it sounds like we died at the end of the show and, and they'll have to find out if we survived or not at the beginning of the next season? Ah, oh, it's possible. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll play it by ear. Play let's, it by let's ear. Let's not box ourselves in. Uh, so let's you, not box ourselves in. So let's you, not box like Sugar Ray Leonard. Ah, uh, let's not do it at all. Let's not let's not box anything. Uh, Some people say think outside the box. I say let's not box. <laughs> let's not box. <laughs> I, I say there is no box. I right. say box. Box? Question mark? Yeah. The I, box I, is that's... only in your mind. Yeah. The box is an illusion. There never was a box. Imagining the box, you're already in it. Yeah, we should have said. All right. So speaking of boxes, hey, let's talk about toxins. No, no toxins. No toxi. No, the toxic Avenger. Okay. What a flawless segue. <laughs> that was brilliant. Uh, let's jump into it. Let's talk about this movie. Nineteen eighty four is the Toxic Avenger yeah. from Troma. Uh-huh. Uh, are you are you well versed in Troma pictures? Have you seen any of the other ones besides Toxie? Uh, oh yeah, I mean sure. As a kid, I watched a lot of them. I can't say as an adult I've seen any of them, but yeah, I mean who hasn't? Who who can call themselves a horror fan and is not familiar with the trauma, traumas? Let's see. There's Sergeant Kabuki Man. There's Terra Firma. There's Poultry Guys. Poultry Guys. There's was gonna Pot be Zombies. Uh, yeah, I had some like deluxe, super deluxe, you know, one million DVD box of poultry geist um i don't know where it is now probably somewhere in my garage but i was really proud of that when i got it way back in the day i don't think i've ever seen poultry geist uh i mean it's it's definitely a trauma picture i mean there's plenty of nudity and plenty of splatter and lots of diarrhea in one scene they made so many movies i'm looking at the list here and i mean it is i mean don't forget about uh blood-sucking freaks Cannib- oh, yeah. Cannibal the Musical. I've never heard of was this that one. Was that Troma? That's right. That yeah. was them. That all was the, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. All the class of Newcomb Highs. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, gotta, Return to Newcomb High. Gotta um, get all uh, those uh, in there. Tromeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. Tromeo and Juliet. That's actually not a bad movie. Like, I love that. Redneck Zombies. Uh, man, there's so many here. I've never heard of this one, but I want to. Beware, Children at Play. Um, uh, Cannibal the Musical I saw I, I want to say that was in high school and uh, I remember loving that I had never seen anything quite like that and uh, I, I still remember the songs I can probably quote a lot of that movie really? I, I love oh oh I've seen that more than once I, I loved the songs in that movie and it was I, I, one of my favorite lines is when there's the Cyclops walking up to the guys and, and, and he's like you boys you're not southern boys where do you, you been hunting on my land or whatever? And one of the guys is like, nah, we just now got here. <laughs> and I don't know why that line tickles me so much. Uh, tickles anyway. you pink or no, what was it? Tickles 
tickles what do, this was this is a callback from many many episodes ago what was it tickles you I, I think it tickled me blood red tickled you blood red there it was here's what i didn't remember is that the toxic toxic avenger came back all the came out all the way back in 1984 i mean i i heard about it i guess we were hearing about it when the sequels were coming out and there was a cartoon and there was a comic book i think there the, were even action figures i had the action figures and i'm so like uh, mad at myself. I mean, not that even that I have the action figures anymore. I, cer- I certainly don't. But uh, at Toys R Us, I bought two of them. There was Toxic Avenger, obviously Toxie, and then another one. And they were in the wrong blister packs, so they were sealed up. But like Toxic Avenger was in another guy's pack, and vice versa. So I bought both of them, and then of course promptly opened them. But I'm and sure played they- with them. Yeah, you're not a collector. Did you no. play with them? Uh, yeah, I played with them, but I mean the point Absolutely. the point is like they probably be worth something because they were in the wrong packs, sealed. And uh but you know, it is what it is. I I live and I learn. The next time that happens, I'm just going to keep them in the packs, guys. Yeah. All right. So let's do the blurb. Uh, I, I'll, I'll do the movie voice. Um, I don't have a prepared blurb, so I'll just make this up. So pardon me if it's not perfect. Okay. Uh Okay. What was the name of the town they're in first? I need that. Uh wasn't it Tromaville? It might be Tromaville. It was Tromaville. In a town, in a town not so very different from this one, a young man named Melvin is a janitor at a, what is it, a gym? A fucking gym. And he's bullied. He's bullied by these crazy nut jobs who like to hit children with their car. Oh, but one day, the bullying goes too far and Melvin falls into a barrel of toxic sludge, which transforms him into the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> and then some other shit happens. And your voice was almost like the Toxic Avengers. <laughs> I noticed a lot of Toxie's voice seems to be foleyed once he's the Avenger. Uh, yeah, every bit. Uh, every, I mean, I'm sure a lot of the movies ADR, but Toxie com- is not completely ADR, but almost completely. And he talks like this. It's kind of ridiculous, but it's the least ridiculous thing about this movie. Uh, this movie is a work of ridiculous art. Do you call it Foley if it's voice, or do you call it ADR? Foley's just sound effects, right? Foley's, Did I yeah. use the wrong word? Yeah. Uh, uh, ADR is dialogue replacement. What does ADR stand for? Uh, some, awesome dialogue replacement? <laughs> Audio dialogue replacement? Audio dialogue replacement, I think. That sounds right. That sounds good. Yeah, Foley, Foley would be fun. I always thought it would be uh, a funny job to be the Foley artist for porn. Oh, of course you did. Okay. You know, it's Go just like you got you bit. got this couple Let's slamming this each other and the then you got like a foley artist with like a baseball bat uh-huh. and a bucket of water just uh-huh. like dunking it in there yeah. or somebody stirring tuna fish uh-huh. or tuna salad oh, making all these sounds. <laughs> you know, after all these years, many years of knowing you and then almost a full year of doing the show with you, I shouldn't I shouldn't be made to blush. But here I am, blushing. You got me blushing. That script that you and I are working on, uh, uh, that's what I thought it would be funny if one of the characters was a Foley artist for porn movies. I think there's some comic gold there showing some of those scenes of him finding different things to make porn sounds with. In in retrospect, uh, based on the fact that I have written stuff with you, you you might look into working for Troma. 
<laughs> this, I mean, this might be a viable career option for you now that I think about it. Uh, yeah, distasteful, yeah. irreverent. These these are the things I love. This is what makes me happy. It is definitely what makes you happy. So I remember like oh, being gosh. really excited about the word cunt when I was in high school, like mm-hmm. in eighth grade. And so me and my friend would call each other that and email each other that. And, uh, oh, we got in big trouble because my father saw emails between us where we were calling each other cunts. And uh, I got in big <laughs> trouble. <laughs> you know what I love about you? Do tell. No, I thought you'd be able to fill in that blank for me. Oh, um, oh. Uh, let's see. My uh, my my sinewy haunches. <laughs> yep. You first <laughs> first try right out of the gate, man. That was that was impressive. Uh, that was impressive. I didn't. I really thought it'd take a few guesses, but uh, yeah, right. Man, off of that, that that was impressive. So, can we please talk about this movie? We said we'd try to, you know, get through this in a timely manner this time, and it's twenty minutes in. We try to go for twenty minute segments, and we've not even mentioned the movie. Yeah, well, we've talked about it a little bit. We did a blurb. We said it came in nineteen eighty four. We said trauma, uh, trauma made it. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman directs it. Uh, and I think, like most trauma movies, it's a bunch of unknowns. I, I didn't recognize any of the actors. Um, and let's talk about these uh, these bullies. Can we talk about the bullies who bully poor Melvin, the janitor at the uh, at the what do you call that? A gymnasium? Why a, do you have uh, so much fitness? trouble coming up with gym? It's a health club. I mean, health club. Thank you. Health spa. Health club. Sure. I, I mean, they got of. you know pools and they've got a, steam rooms and lots spa. of weights. And it is very, it was very Death Spa esque, uh, without question. Oh God, I love the workout scenes, like when they're ah, yes. first showing you this fucking health health club, all the people working out, uh, everybody's doing these. It's super eighties, lot of tights, lot of spandex, lot of shiny spandex, lot of people pumping iron in the gym. You got ladies with their uh, really frizzy uh, hair sprayed hair. You got dudes in shorty short shorts with their little cutoff tees, and everybody's pumping iron. And then you got this one couple who are, it's like a guy and another guy, and they're both wearing little Speedos. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <clears throat> and uh, Melvin Ferd Junko Third is the, I, I'm assuming, mentally challenged uh, janitor. I mean, he didn't seem like. He didn't seem like he wasn't a little handicapped in some way, right? And, yeah, they uh, don't they don't really say if no, he's but, intellectually disabled or if he's just a big nerd who still lives with his mom. I mean, he didn't <clears throat> seem to have great communication skills uh and he <laughs> he's 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 the nerdiest nerd that ever nerded, but not in the good nerd way. He was like uh you know, it was like if Napoleon Dynamite wasn't as charismatic as he is. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, you know, Melvin does definitely have a lot in common with Napoleon Dynamite, especially that thing where it seems like the teeth are always showing, like the lips are pulled back, the mouth is open, the teeth mm-hmm. are out, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like if you were eight years old and you were like, hey, somebody told you to do a nerd impression, this is what you would do. Uh, he's bullied by none other than uh, Bozo Slug. Wanda and Julie. Ozo and Slug, who turn out to be just maniacal 
murderers. They're, yeah, they're actually out they're of killers. their fucking minds. They go around their, you know, nobody knows it, but what they do is they drive around in their car and just run over people playing a game. You get points based on the people. A uh, lot of it was racist, and uh, no way it'll be included in the reboot of this, what they're, which they're doing, because it was just too horridly racist. But... Uh, Oh, yeah, they dropped, like, every slur for yes. another race you could think of. And they dropped the old F word for, for uh, homosexuals yeah. a lot. A lot in this movie. A lot. I mean, this movie... You used to do... That was so much a part of 80s. Like, you just heard people getting called the F word a ton. I mean, even in, like, Bill and Ted and a ton of other movies that I love, when you go uh, back and watch them, you're like, damn. It, it, yeah, but once you get... I mean, I guess, at the very least, uh, what we did get from that was that we hated these guys. They're absolute pieces of shit. Yeah, there Absolutely. was nothing redeemable about any of them. I think the girls were supposed to be attractive, but they weren't particularly attractive, uh, and neither were the not, guys. Not after that shit. I mean, well, even the if guy, they were, the, once you get to know them, you're like, God, you're terrible. Although I did think that that one guy looked like somebody. My wife would have to tell me who. Uh, but he looked like somebody. If she walks by, I'll ask. I mean, like, you... Great, great story, yeah. Alex. Thanks. Uh, thank you. Uh, I uh, appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so they torment this poor, maybe mentally challenged, but at least at the very most, uh, you know, a weakling dork janitor there at the club. And they're horrible to him, but, you know, not as horrible as they are to the people that they kill. But then at some point they decide to terrorize him and they... I guess they like throw it. They chase him around and out of a, of a window on the second floor. And he falls into a tub of uh, like a, like a five gallon barrel or more than five gallons, 50 gallon barrel rather of toxic yeah. waste, <laughs> which makes him catch on fire. And it is uh, quite the scene there as everyone in, in all of Tromaville and the health club come out and just laugh at him for being on fire and dying. Yeah. They just stand around, they point, they laugh as he burns. And it's a, it's a fucked up. And the guys who were driving the truck that's hauling the, uh, the barrels of, of toxic waste are too busy snorting just mountains and mountains of cocaine up in the cab while, uh, while this is all going on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot. They were, their whole faces were white. And we should point you know, out that Tromaville is the toxic waste capital of the world. Like that's not something that's right. we that's made right. up. That's part of the... That's part of, you know, the story here is they're famous for their toxic waste. Dude, I, one thing I'll give this movie as as over the top and, and silly as a lot of the performances are when they got into action scenes, it kind of worked. Like when when uh, Melvin's okay. on fire running or when there's like that big ridiculous car chase where they run into <laughs> Every fucking awning that's, that's hanging true. on the side of the road just keep <laughs> and, knocking them down. I was like, this is pretty and, good for trauma. And every awning, somebody's working on a ladder or, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was almost, it was like three stooges. <laughs> yeah. And they're flying all over the place and diving out of the way. 
Uh, that they did a good job. They actually had a dude on fire. You know, they put on yeah, one of those fire but I mean, retardant suits, and that dude ran around on fire. Melvin is the skinniest little nerd in the world, and then all of a sudden the guy on fire is clearly a stuntman who is not the skinniest little man in the world, wearing what is obviously a fireproof suit, and <laughs> and then it cuts back to Melvin. I mean, yes, but I mean, I'd be proud of it if I'd made it in 1984. But uh, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Anyway. Melvin goes back home, gets in the bathtub, and you know my wife pointed this out. I think a shower probably makes more sense when you're covered in toxic waste, but he decides to soak in a hot bath uh, while his mother sits outside and asks him what's wrong, and he turns, he begins to boil up, and he turns into the grotesque monster that is the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, buddy, and we've got a lot more to talk about. We're going to get into these crazy bullies. Uh, We're going to talk about their antics and how they like to drive around at night, running over innocent people. We'll talk some more about Toxie. We'll talk about the, uh, the Mexican restaurant. Get into it. We'll talk about all the gratuitous blood and nudity. But first, before we go to the break, it is time to play that game show that everyone loves so much it's a little game show we like to call final girl oh final girl the final final girl of season one this is this is it the final of the season all right let's meet this week's players of course you guys remember the rules don't have sex don't take drugs don't drink don't do anything dumb like wander off by yourself don't be a bully and many more rules to come okay Mm -hmm. Let us meet these week's players. First up, we have Daisy Moss. Daisy, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening and playing. Ash Sawyer. Welcome, Ash. It's a good name. I like it. I like your chances, Ash. Holly Helenor. Welcome, Holly. Hello, Holly Helenor. Cagney Sloan. Welcome, Cagney. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's a solid name. I would name my daughter Cagney Sloan. <laughs> okay. I would name. And finally, I would name mine Lacey Slade. Lacey Slade. And then our daughters could play together and meet Cagney and Lacey. Oh, now I get it, Cagney and Lacey. Wow, yep. my mom liked that show. So did my mom. She actually. liked Cagney and Lacey, and she liked Simon and Simon. Oh, uh, I don't think my mom watched Simon and Simon. Uh, she did, however, watch Jake and the Fat Man. Do you remember that one? I do. I remember yeah. Jake and the Fat Jake Man. Jake and the yes, Fat I Man. I don't remember a thing about it. And finally, our last and fifth player, our fifth and last player, is uh, Leanne Hart. Leanne Hart, welcome to the show, Leanne. Welcome, Miss Hart. And Um, for anybody who is just catching up, these are all people who submitted because we asked on Instagram, what would your name be if you were in a slasher flick? And that's the names these guys came up with. Yeah, sometimes people give us silly names. Sometimes people just give us cool, badass names. You know, whatever you feel. Submit any kind of name you want to submit. And uh, we will spin the wheel of death. We will find out what happens. Four of you will die. One of you will survive and win the mystery prize. Hey, Alex, what's the mystery prize this time? Oh, it's a mystery. I'm not going to tell you, but I'll tell you who will know. You got got contacted by several people who had not received their mystery prize, wanted to make sure everything was on the up and up, and they, you know, had indeed just missed it uh, or hadn't been sent, and they hadn't missed it. And I can assure you that everyone who has won a prize on this show 
has their prize at least on the way to them if they have not received it already. And with the exception of the big prizes for the Friday 13th episode, because the shirts for those just came in. They're on, they were on back order, so yes, we will get you the prizes, but if we ever miss you, just let us know. Uh, it's not because we don't like you and decided you weren't worthy of a prize. It's because you slipped through the cracks, and we apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are very sorry. So, let's spin that wheel of death. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Hi, 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 douche. Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> it's a genuine giggle you got out of me. <laughs> that was a real one, hell yeah. All right, Cagney Sloan, you were up first. Cagney. While driving down the lane, the clouds began to rain, which caused a mighty pain in the back of your brain. Angie says she has the cure. Some heroin will help for sure. But your headache you choose to endure to keep your virginal body pure. You You survive. Well done. Good job, Cagney. Up next, Leanne Hart. Leanne, your boyfriend looks like he belongs on Miami Vice. He says he has two tickets to paradise. Let me whisk you away to a tropical place where we can join our bodies in a lover's embrace. No, Johnny, though one day I may give you my flower. I need my hymen, for it gives me power. You survive. Well done. You Hang on to that hymen, you got man. To, Good yeah, job. I have to, absolutely. You know, if you don't have that hymen, the killer will kill you. That's the thing. All right, up next is Holly Helenor. Hello. Holly. There's a party in my pants and you're invited. Declares your date to the high school prom. You must admit he gets you excited, but you know that sex is wrong. So instead of giving in to your desire, even though you want his groin, you manage to extinguish the fire burning in your loin. You survive. All right, up next is Miss Ash Sawyer. Ash. I wouldn't go that way if I were you, says the attendant at the filling station. For down that road awaits certain doom, a deadly end to your vacation. You ponder his warning, even though he seems nuts, and stick to main roads, which saves your butts. You survive. You survive. You gotta listen to that harbinger of doom. Yeah, yeah you dude. Absolutely yeah. have to. They they know what they're talking about. They didn't stick around that long by not being harbingers of doom. Play it smart. All right. Finally, uh, Daisy Moss. Okay, Daisy. Cletus and Jeb pull out a jug and urge you to take just one chug. What could it hurt? It's just one drink. Besides, I just turned 21, you think? So you have a snort of their fire water, a fitting libation for a preacher's daughter. And who could have guessed that on that date, that just one drink would seal your fate? For only a moment later, there came a lunatic killer without a name, who charged from the woods wielding a knife and opened your guts, ending your life. You died. You know, that wasn't a particularly funny one. It was when you just read everything and then you were like, wielding a knife. You really, you really punched that part. 
It's uh, important to have dynamic delivery. It when really we're doing is, and, these you, and you do, and you always nail it. You, you, you certainly do. Uh, and Daisy is dead. I am sorry. sorry, Daisy. Rest in peace. Come back and play again next time, next season. Uh, we love repeat offenders, so rest in peace, Daisy. Well, and the four of you who survived. Mm-hmm. We will see what happens in the next round. Who will die? Who will survive? Nobody knows. We'll have that and more when we come back, so stick around. Oh, crap. I don't even know how to fix a flat tire. I'm going to be late to my sister's wedding. Howdy, pretty lady. You look like you could use a hand. I've got two hands for a pretty lady like you. Um, no, that's okay. My boyfriend's a cop and he's on the way. Ah, oh, horse feathers. I'm gonna take care of you way before he gets here. No, please. He just came out of nowhere, changed my tire, and didn't even charge me. <laughs> I thought he was gonna molest me for sure. Creepy Samaritan Automotive Service. Shit. My engine's totally overheated. What the hell am I gonna do? I've been watching you. Saw you back at the service station. Thought you might need someone to take a peek under your hood. <laughs> I seriously thought he was gonna eat my face off my head. But half an hour later, I was driving down the road like nothing happened. Creepy Samaritan Automotive Service. Oh, not again. Looks like you're having some trouble getting your engine or revving, sweetheart. What? Please, I don't want any trouble. Oh, you got trouble. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm gonna jump you. No! And then he just gave me a jump and started following me to the store to get a new battery. I really thought he was gonna skin me and eat my butt cheeks. Creepy Samaritan Automotive Service. I know what you need. I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> hey, what is this place? Store. Well, yeah, I know it's a store, but which store is it? Store. Uh, okay, that's that's not weird. What do you guys sell here? Everything. You sell everything. Uh, okay. Staplers. Everything. Water bottles. Everything. Uh, horseradish. Everything. Lamborghinis. Everything. Nuclear missiles. Everything. Okay, I get it. I get it. You sell everything. Uh, okay, well, I, I'm, I guess I'm not going to come in then, because that, that's weird. You're already inside the store. I'm not inside the store. Wait, am I inside? <laughs> You're always inside the store. Well, I could just leave. You can't leave. Well, why not? Because store is everywhere. Well, yeah, but what about when you guys close? Store is always open. So how long's the store been around? Store is eternal. A lot of people work here? Everyone works here. Ha 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 ha! Finally got a hole in your story, buddy. I don't work here. I think you do. Really? You think I work here? You're working right now. Oh, really? And how is that? I I'm not doing anything for the store. You're recording our commercial. Commercial? What? You're recording our commercial. Right now. What the fuck? Listen. What do you guys sell here? Everything. You sell everything. Uh, okay. Staplers. Everything. Water bottles. What the fuck? Alright, this isn't funny anymore. Great, great party trick. I'm out of here, alright? <laughs> 
You can never leave. No, 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 I'm not playing around anymore. This isn't funny. Where the fuck are the exits? It's like a fucking Ikea in here. How do you get out? <laughs> I don't like this store. I want to get out of this store. Let me out! Let me out of here! Somebody let me get out of here! This isn't funny anymore! Come to store. Or don't. Because you're already here. And you always will be. Alright, welcome back everybody. It's Alex and Micah, the Slasher Brothers. That's we me. are talking about 1984's The Toxic Avenger. Yeah, and it's uh, there's lots to talk about. Which, by the way, Micah, we were talking about you editing the show. Uh, yeah. You did a great job. That's the first time this last episode, the Joyride episode, that was the first time Micah has edited the show. And I thought it mm-hmm. was a nice take on it. It was different than mine. I enjoyed it very much. And I haven't told you that because I've been so busy. Was it? Was it different? It seemed like I just did exactly what you do. Uh, no, you didn't. You added in all those little bits that I wouldn't have added in. And, mm-hmm. But you did a really good job, so thank you for that. Hell and, yeah, thank you, sir. And, thank uh, you, sir. The, He's buttering me up so that I'll hopefully you, I will cut it again. I'm telling you, the the just the outpouring of letters or <laughs> notes we got uh, on Twitter and uh, the emails, I don't know how often you check our inbox, but whoo, that man. Uh, it great, is, great editing job. They said, wow, primo editing, bro. Keep it up. You finally hit your stride after 26 episodes. This was the one, they said. So, you know. Was Joyride episode 26? I believe Joyride was episode 26. That's crazy. Just just think, August 2021, we were just a couple of lads with a big dream. Just a couple. Here we are, 26 episodes Just a couple of crazy kids with an idea. And, Who and would here have thought we are. that thousands of people would listen to this damn show uh, and that we'd have people, you know, in other countries listening to it? Well, I do know that, you know, uh, that sounds like we're joking, but no, thousands of people have listened to the show. They are all over the place. Literally uh, dozens of people have heard the show. Dozens of people, most of them in the U.S., but the U.K., Germany, Canada, Australia, Ireland, Argentina... Netherlands, Philippines, Nigeria, Brazil, France, Sweden, Greece, Guatemala, India, Albania, Poland, South Korea, and Guernsey are... Uh, Guernsey? Not, Guernsey? Not sure, but... A Is shout that a country? Out, I guess it has to be, and so... Well, uh, we love you, Guernsey. A Thanks shout out listening. to our listener, probably, in Guernsey. Uh, that's pretty cool, but... Uh, our top, of course, being English-speaking companies. But if you can believe this, Germany... He means will... countries, not companies. Oh, did I say companies? It's early-onset dementia. Yeah. It's going to get worse, so yeah, just hang on, people. Capitalism is seeping into my brain. But uh, Germany, we have more listeners in Germany than we do Canada. Don't you think that's odd? That is crazy, uh, because a lot of our listeners are uh, Canadian, I thought. Uh, I thought we had been poaching a lot of Canadian listeners from Canadian podcasts. What'd you say? So we're talking about this fucking (laughs) fucking movie, The Toxic Avenger. Uh, The Toxic Avenger came out in 1984, Alex. Um... And as luck would have it, I happen to know about some other things that happened in the year of 1984. 
president of the United States was one Ronald Reagan. The VP was George Bush, who would later go on to become the president. The average life expectancy, 74.7 years. The U.S. minimum wage was $3.35. A gallon of gas would cost you $1.13. Hey, you want to go to a movie? Well, you're going to need to shell out uh, $3.36 for that movie ticket. That seems like too much. That's crazy. I can't believe crazy. gas was one thirteen. The minimum wage was three thirty-five. Holy moly! But wouldn't I love to go see a movie for three dollars and thirty-six cents? That's fantastic. I'd love to go to a movie for a dollar thirty-five or whatever you said too. A little show called The Cosby Show debuted on NBC. Boo. <laughs> I know, we gotta boo it now, but goddamn, did I love the Huxtables back then, and I had a crush on Lisa Bonet. You see, you get the jello pudding pop, and then you put it in the freezer, and you get it all hard. That's my book. <laughs> Is that pretty, pretty good? That was, I thought I thought Bill was here for a second. It did, I mean, he did, right? I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah. And you yeah. take yeah. it out of the pudding pop freezer, and you pop it in your mouth. Your Bill Cosby is so convincing that I'm actually starting to feel drowsy as if someone has slipped something into my drink. <laughs> run, run. Uh, All right, what else happened in 1984? Uh, Apple introduced a user-friendly personal computer known as the Macintosh. Oh, wow, okay. Let's talk about some famous births, some famous people born in 1984. We've got Scarlett Johansson, old ScarJo, Aubrey Plaza, Katy Perry, Avril Lavigne, LeBron James, Prince Harry, which is also what I call my penis, and Mark Zuckerberger, Burger, Burger, Zuckerberger. <laughs> He's the guy who uh, started that Facebook thing. Oh, I'm familiar it's with really him. It's really weird to think that LeBron James was born in 1984 because that means he is younger than both of us, and it seems like he's been around forever, just a staple of the NBA, and... He's younger than us, dude. That's so weird. I don't have any trouble believing that LeBron James is younger than you and me. Hey, Alex. Yeah. Uh, well, me anyway. Not you so much because you're so fucking old. Mm-hmm. That's true. We shouldn't have called this show Slasher, I hardly know her. We should have called it Walker, I hardly know her because you have to use a walker. <laughs> That's really good. Okay. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, where's the beef? Hey, I remember Just that. Ca- that catchphrase was introduced in a Wendy's commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then I'll be back became Arnold's big catchphrase from Terminator. Yeah, you probably already know this, but the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were first introduced as a comic in 84. Another thing introduced in 84, baby on board signs. You know these things? Are you baby serious? On board? That was 84? That's what it says. Baby on board signs were first marketed in the U.S. in 1984. Uh, Here's one close to my heart. Rob Reiner and Christopher Guest popularized the mockumentary with a little movie called This is Spinal Tap. Oh, a classic. I love Spinal Tap. I love that one so much. Uh, Let's see here. Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire. (laughs) When that happened, uh, uh, my... My teacher was a big Michael Jackson fan, so she made this big like card out of poster board or whatever, and had the whole class sign it like a get well card that, that you could send him in the hospital. Shit me, really? No, absolutely. Oh and I was so stupid because I was little. I thought he was in the hospital in the town we lived in. 
I was like, that's crazy. That's so cool, you know, awesome. And uh, so I like to think that at some point Michael Jackson uh, received a card that I signed as a little boy saying, you know, good luck with your hair or whatever I idiot self thought to say. Mm, that's exactly that's funny. That reminds me. My dad recently sent me a, a text. It was a picture that he had gotten. Uh, Ronald Reagan sent him a letter back in the fucking 80s, I think. Why? Did it say, good luck with the hair? Because that would be, that would be bananas-ass coincidence. I can't, he sent my dad a, a letter. I guess it was from Ronald. I don't know if it's assistants who write and say it's Ronald. But anyway, of course it's a letter right? from President Ronald Reagan that was like, thanks for the whatever that you gave me, and uh, good luck with this. And it was actually kind of personalized to what he was talking about. So that was, Nancy that was and cool. I, Nancy and I said, good luck, <laughs> good luck with the hair. Uh, let's see here. 84 is a big year. We got a lot more news than we normally do. Oh, uh, thank, on God. June <laughs> thank God 6th, I was worried this was about to stop. Tetris was introduced. Uh, can you do the song real quick? Out of, out of memory? Oh, oh, oh God. Uh, uh, all I can think of is... Do you have a panic attack when it when you when you start to get towards the top and you're like, oh fuck, I'm screwed, I can't get out of it this one. Uh I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little secret about me and Tetris. I fucking hated that game. I didn't think Nobody it, hates I nobody hated hates it. I thought Tetris. It, I thought it was stupid and it was boring. It was like, hey, Guys, come over. I got this great new game for my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's called Math. <laughs> Maybe I loved it because I was used to playing it. I think I played it on my Game Boy in black and white on road trips, so I was just excited to have entertainment. No, okay. we, we didn't Moving have Game on. My dad would give us a piece of gum and a stick and say, do with this what you will. And you know what? We loved it. We loved it. We had a great time with our gum stick. Old gum stick. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, the uh, gum stick. And I remember you told me about the doctor asking, how did this gum stick get in your colon? He did, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, guys, gum stick's not for everyone. I mean, <laughs> it takes it takes a little bit of practice, but eventually, less doctor trips, <laughs> less colonoscopy. Uh, speaking of colonoscopies, crack cocaine showed up in L.A. in 1984, and then over the next few years would become, you know, an epidemic uh, in, in the United States there. Uh, Alex Trebek made his debut as the host of Jeopardy. Oh, wow. And, yeah, yeah, so Jeopardy had been around for years, but that, that's when Alex started as the host, when they really hit their stride. Uh, I, I did not know that. I assumed he was always the host. Well, sales jeopardy. I'm really on with the uh, voices today. Have you noticed the impressions are just, they're flying out of me. Daily Double. What? Okay. Daily Double. It's another Jeopardy reference. It's all I could think of to say. I'm like, Micah, <laughs> just don't not say anything. Don't just, don't be silent. Do something. Okay. What is Here is desperate? Alex's, <laughs> Alex's favorite Favorite part of go. the news of the year. Scary movies that also came out in 1984. Okay. Oh. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Yo, yo. Chud. You know, C-H-U-D. Uh, Gremlins. D. Nightmare on Elm Street. Children of the Corn. 
Ghostbusters, Razorback, Night of the Comet, and The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, wow. I, You know, I've always wanted to see Razorback. Never seen it. I want to see Razorback, too. In fact, it's on my list of movies where I'm like, maybe one week I'll pick that for the show. I've seen the trailer. I've seen some clips. I hear it's a good old Aussie horror film, but I've never seen it. Uh, okay. And, okay. And, and finally... The headline reads, Excessive Lawn Watering Irks Neighbors. May 1984, in Richmond, California, the neighbors of 71-year-old Alice Ritchie took her to court in an effort to halt her non-stop lawn watering. Ritchie had been watering her lawn every day, all day, rain or shine, for over a year, using over 20,000 gallons of water daily. Her yard had turned into a swamp, and the runoff was damaging the foundations of neighboring homes and causing algae to grow on driveways. The court ordered a flow restrictor put on her water line, limiting her to 500 gallons a day. Richie never explained why she felt a need to water so much. <laughs> no, why would you do that? That had to be some kind of <laughs> mental compulsion or something. That's all I can figure. She must have had dementia or something like that. Who who knows? Or maybe she knew something we don't know. Uh, yeah, how to bring down your neighbor's property value. Yeah, yeah. That is the news of 1984. All there you right. have it. Well, in this podcast about a movie, we are... 15 minutes into the segment, not mentioned the movie once, so we're right on track to uh, end the season just like we started it. Yeah, yeah, we'll just keep doing what we do. We'll meander around and eventually talk about the movie that we are uh, reviewing, uh, although last episode you said we don't really review movies as much as we just watch them and talk about them. That is true. Um, we and then rate them and yeah. review them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, let's talk about that uh, taco shop scene. Okay, okay, all right. So t- uh, Melvin has turned into the Toxic Avenger, uh, and he is going around uh, as a crime fighter now. And we cut to a, I think it was a Mexican restaurant, right? It was like um, it was kind of like a fast food taco place, a fast food Mexican restaurant. It? Like a, okay, like okay. A, I know. thought I remembered tacos. Um, and these three uh, no good scoundrel criminals come in, led with their... led by. <laughs> I want to point out, led by Cigar Face. Cigar Face. That that's was, right. That's what they called him. <laughs> hey, Cigar Face. What are we gonna do with Why this did guy? They call him cig- <laughs> Wait, I thought Cigar Face was in the alley. That wasn't the Mexican restaurant, was it? Uh, that's true. Go on. Just forget it. Just forget it. Cigar, cigar face wasn't in that scene, but cigar face was was a bad guy. Still a high point. Still a highlight. Glad yeah. you brought that up. Yeah, Glad you welcome. were thinking about cigar face. Yeah, no problem. Uh, all right, so we're <laughs> so we're in a fast. You're welcome. Fast food. We watched the movie a while back. We had to delay it again because of various things. So we've uh, forgotten it, much like we did Joyride. Um, hey, I remember yes. cigar face. It just uh, you did. forgot where he was. Yeah. That was in an alley, that scene, and yeah. I feel like there's a big fight, and that's where he's mopping people's faces. Correct. And uh, I can't remember. What, I think he sticks. Does he take somebody's eyes? Does he put his thumbs through somebody's eyes? Or I, something I like do that? believe he does that. And mopping, you know, because he was a janitor, becomes like kind of his uh, thing he does. Like he puts yeah, mops that's in his their calling mouth. Card. Yes, actually, absolutely. It's his calling card. Uh, and that's how you know that this monster, who 
inherently knows whether you're evil or not and it kills you. That was the thing. Remember, it wasn't just you're doing something like Batman knows you're doing something bad because you're robbing an old lady. Toxic Avenger knows that you're inherently evil is the thing because at some point he kills an innocent woman. He's compelled to kill this woman and then he feels real bad because she's innocent, but then it gets revealed that she was actually a horrible, evil criminal, right? Remember so the uh, apparently falling into a large barrel of toxic sludge gives uh, you a sixth or even seventh sense about who's good and who's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... Uh, speaking of mops on faces, I was thinking about that one in the gym where the guy is pumping iron and then Toxie like pushes his head under the weights. Oh, that's, one of the, that, that's a terrific. That's a good one. Smashed face. I liked, and then he puts his mop on the face. I liked this movie a lot. Uh, all the gym scenes, just like I loved in Death Bob, because all the workout equipment is both so rudimentary, but also not wildly different than it is now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now it looks sleeker and stuff. And these were just like you know ropes that were mm-hmm. lifting heavy mm-hmm. things, but. Uh, yes, it, and definitely none of the safety features. So clearly, the people who make workout equipment watched this movie and Despa and were like, well, this movie makes a good point. These could just rip the arms right off. You could just stick your head right under these weights, and that is what happens, and, and Toxic Avenger like slams this like bar and weights right through a guy's head. If, right through his face. In oh, this, that gore actually looked good, dude. That was a nice collapsed skull. Yeah, that was cool. Every time, uh, here's how here's how bad uh, I've affected my wife, my sweet, loving wife, who <laughs> was really a, just a kind soul who had never done a bad thing in her life when I met her. Uh, that guy's face gets smashed uh, between those, you know, in those weights, completely crushed, and she goes, "Oh, yes." <laughs> that is all you buddy you did that to her. I, I definitely did that to her and i and i was even a little taken back by it i was like oh god you know i'm so glad i married you um so uh anyway yeah so they go in the taco place these guys are yeah. gonna rob a taco a fast food taco place i don't know how much money they they think they're getting i mean mind you uh, movie tickets were a dollar twenty-five or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Minimum wage was three bucks, and you could get a gallon of gas for less than two. So there's not a lot of money being generated in the economy at this point in history. But they're going to rob a fast food taco place violently as hell, guns ablazing, and you know they're the worst criminals ever. They have like makeup on, not like you know like mime makeup and half. Mm-hmm. It, it they're just bananas eighties bad guys and uh i think i mean they do a lot of awful things in this they blow a guy away who tries to stand up for some girls yep. uh they then decide that uh they're going to kill a uh a blind woman's guide dog they oh that's right they yeah. do they kill that dog they, they show it they oh, gun the that down all that meat i know Whoa. but that was nasty. Dude, it was ridiculous because first off, they they shoot you see the gun shoot and then it cuts to a shot of what is clearly someone like sliding a real dog across a floor as if he'd been blown backwards. <laughs> you know, like if your dog is, you know, trust you or whatever, it's laying on a hardwood floor and you just like push it and slide it around. That's exactly what happened and it's a real clip, you know, 
quick uh, cut, so you can't tell. And then when they show the dead dog, it's just a nice, sweet dog, real dog, laying there with a bunch of like meat and stuff <laughs> laying on, laying it. on it. Yeah, it was. I mean, the idea was sad, but the execution was pretty hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll just lay a little. Some we'll just lay some slimy, wet stuff on this and, little dog. And, he's laying and that's what they did, man, and it worked. And uh, to the dog's credit, it breathed less playing a dead body as most of the people in most of the movies that we have watched up to this point who can't than not most of the people yeah. in the cabin of sleepaway camp <laughs> you, too. every one of whom is breathing and twitching their eyes while they're playing dead uh and uh oh and the blind girl she does that classic uh thing of just like where non-blind people think all blind people right. only stare in one direction right. they, they don't have they any just... They stare at a fixed point. They don't know what the hell's going on. They're so blind that they can only look one direction and seem like they have no idea what's going on. So she nailed that. Uh, and uh, But then... And what's, with, what's with the employees? What's with the employees in this place? They all act as insane as the criminals. They're just like, oh, 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 just sitting there and like the one guy's drinking out of a flask or a bottle and they all just like lay around acting. Everybody in this movie acts like they're out of their fucking mind. Uh, dude, the acting in this, there is not one piece of good acting in this. <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think necessarily it's like the actor's fault. It's like, well, you got a bunch of bad actors. Cause you know, we have watched a ton of horror movies where they were trying to be good actors and they weren't. This was not trying to be good actors. Whoever is, you know, directing this, whoever is behind the camera directing this is going, uh, no, 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 more off the wall. No, 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 no. I need you. Could you make your eyes a little wider? <laughs> yes. Could you bulge and stick your tongue out while you are surprised? Whoa! <laughs> and they're like, yep, you nailed it. <laughs> That's a wrap. Uh, yeah, it is, it is bananas. But don't. So we're, we're in the taco shop. And 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 uh, they're robbing the place. They've shot the guy who stood up for his girlfriend or the girl or whatever. And then in comes Toxic Avenger. He starts to fight them. He fights the main guy. Uh, uh, let's not skip and, over the fact that when the Toxic Avenger comes in, they the leader of the gang is now going to rape the blind girl in front of everyone. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. He's going to rape it her. It was dark as shit. Like, he turns her around, and he's going to rape her. It was awful. And that, thank God, is when the Toxic Avenger came in, because I don't need to watch another Rob Zombie Halloween rape scene. And so he fights the leader of this gang, who's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And then Toxie uh, then goes on to rip his arm off and beat the guy with his own arm who doesn't even realize it until he looks down and blood squirting. And yeah. So uh, does Toxie kill everybody? Did he kill all the bad guys? Yeah, I think he kills them. I mean, I don't know. Oh, that's right. Cause they go back in the kitchen. He makes a milkshake out of one dude or like a Sunday. <laughs> and then he throws the other guy oh, in the pizza right. oven. <laughs> why is there, by the way, I got to ask you, why is there a pizza oven? It's a taco place. Why is there a pizza? Because it was a, a, I mean, a it was it was undeniably a pizza oven. There's no question that's what it was. But uh, yeah, and it was in this taco joint. But then I th and they well the bad guys fry a guy's hand in the deep fryer, which I thought looked really that's good. The by the way, one. yeah, yeah. I thought that looked fryer. really good. I mean, I guess that's easy to do. You just blow bubbles in it. But the guy screamed. I mean, that looked good. I thought. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think yeah, I think the Toxic Avenger he's killing these guys. 
Yeah, he's killing back. So he, he he makes a shake out of a Sunday out of one guy and like fucking I don't know waterboards him with ice cream and whipped cream. And yeah, he. I, I think he, he he sticks the uh the the the, the milkshake mixer thing into yeah. the guy's face and I guess fucks him up. Yeah. And then the leader that he tore the arm off, he puts him in the pizza oven because it's one of those uh, KFC Taco Bell Pizza Hut okay. uh, there trifectas. You go. There you go. And then the other guy gets his hand in the fryer and he bends the bars over his head oh, and then the police come in and they're right. like, what happened? What happened? That's and the right. two guys that work there are just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and and Lloyd Kaufman's behind the camera, like, make more crazy faces, <laughs> crazier, crazier, crazier. Uh, and uh, then... make sure it doesn't make sense. Make sure your reaction makes no sense. Act as if you never would act. <laughs> <laughs> nailing it uh and then as we are throughout most of movies we start seeing the headlines the newspapers you know monster yeah. saves people monsters saving the city you know all that stuff um and uh scene i mean that's we that's a, a real good dose of toxie right there we know what he is and there's a lot more for us to talk about but before we do that uh because once again we're going way over time why don't why don't we uh, play a little final girl? I'm going over time because you again are horny for horror. I am horny for this movie for sure, and you know, and we know it's the season finale, so we're like, oh, I don't want it to end. I don't ever you know? want it to end. I don't want to wait for my last movie. Paula Cole, wow, that's that was unexpected. <laughs> that is the second time that song has been sung on this podcast, this season of this podcast. And oh, how fucking sick are you of hearing a running up a hill of a big big hill and stuff about a hill? <laughs> I, oh, I literally only know the words, you know, running up a hill or whatever, run up that hill. That is the only thing I, I remember know. that song. I hope Kate Bush is getting a lot of royalty uh, checks for as, this. As of two and weeks I ago, I like that this song. Is, I know but this. Fuck me, I've heard it three hundred times in the last few weeks. As of two weeks ago, when I first read it. Uh, since the premiere of the season, she had made $3.2 million off of streaming Jesus royalties. Christ, since the beginning of the season, crazy. it was either 2.3 or $3.2 million off of streaming royalties since the beginning oh, of the season. And that was two Kate, weeks ago. You lucky bastard. Good for her, man. That's great. Good for her. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Speaking of girls, we're going to play Final Girl. In round one, we lost Daisy. Daisy Moss. Rest in peace, Daisy. We still have four survivors. Let's find out if they're smart enough to survive round two. Up first, Ash Sawyer. Oh, wait. Let's spin that wheel. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right, Ash. Oompa Loompa Doompity Doo. Let's make fun of the short bus crew. That's what the cruel kids in class suggest. But you shout back off and stick out your chest. The mean girls back down and move along. You save the day. You righted the wrong. You survive. survive. Good well job, played. Ash. Way well to stick done. up for the, the short bus Good kids. Good job. Absolutely. Okay, up next is Cagney Sloan. Cagney. <laughs> that Kate Bush song stuck in my head now. I know, I know, dude. I, I like. I try to think of other songs, but that's that's, that's just it. It's all we I'm got. I'm just now. walking around my house, and that song's in my head. It's all now day. every song. Okay, Cagney. 
Beyond Walker's Creek. God, this has got to stop. we got to think of another song. Uh, I think 1984, when this movie came out, was also the year that uh, uh, Beat It came out. So maybe we can think of that song. Michael Jackson's Beat It. And then Weird Al Yankovic's uh, Eat It. All right, Cagney. Beyond Walker's Creek, there's an old haunted cave. You've been asked to explore by your best friend Dave. But you've heard it's inhabited. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Would you let Cagney have her moment in the spotlight? Well, go go at it, Cagney. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Kate Bush has gotten enough attention. <laughs> she really has. It's we don't time need... for Cagney's Bush to get we, some attention. We're actually going to have to cut that part out so we don't have to pay her any royalties. Do we have to pay royalties? <laughs> we're not allowed to sing a snippet. Do we well, have to pay royalties? Actually, for that? I don't think we got enough words right, so we're, we're probably <laughs> we're probably okay. All I know is running up a hill. That's all I know, too. Oh, there's something about making a deal with God, too. I didn't Uh, didn't know that. Okay. Cagney. Beyond Walker's Creek, there's an old haunted cave. You've been asked to explore by your best friend, Dave. But you've heard it's inhabited by a murderous shrew. So you say, no way. Sometimes legends are true. You survive. You survive. Good job. Up next, Leanne Hart. All right, Leanne. Old man Clancy lives up on that hill. Some say his wife and his boy he did kill. It's also been said he's long since dead, but he left a rare diamond the color of red. To find a red diamond would be quite a haul, for red diamonds are the rarest color of all. But it's also been said that old Clancy survives, and any who dare trespass will lose their lives. As tempting as it sounds to fetch a rare jewel, you decide it's too risky because you're no fool. Riches sound wonderful, a mansion sounds swell, but you can't take it with you if you're burning in hell. You survived. Uh, you survived that that round, however, may have passed away from old age while it was being read. Woo! You know, it's, sometimes it's worth it. If you're going to tell one of these these gold uh-huh. stories, one of these fucking blue ribbon stories, it takes a little time I, out. I, I think you did a great job. All right, and finally, Holly Helenor. All right, Holly. If you thought that last one was long. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, no. Pulling out all the stops for the season finale. All right. Holly Helenor. It's so cold, says your girlfriend Jane. Perhaps you should give her your coat. But you're cold too, and it's starting to rain. Perhaps Jane should make a mental note. To think ahead and bring her own damn jacket. You're her girlfriend, not her mom. It's not your job to remind her to pack it. Not your job to help her along. Too bad for you, there's a sensitive killer hiding in a bush and you reminded him of his mean older brother who wouldn't give him a push when he needed help climbing a cliff when they were just boys he fell 20 feet and totally biffed and his nose now makes a noise (laughs) it sounds like a whistle and a wet fart every time he breathes which is why he is bitter and cuts out your heart while you cry no stop please you're dead 
God. Damn, Holly. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, all all right. she did was not give her girlfriend her jacket. Damn. That's uh, rough, man. It's He really he really turned things up a notch for uh, the season finale, our killer. Really <laughs> all right. All right. Well, when we come back, we are going to get into crunchiest kills. Talk some more about the toxic Avenger. There's some great scenes coming up. We've got to talk about some fucking juvenile murder that happens from these crazed lunatics who work out at the health spa where Melvin worked and we'll get into what else are we talking about crunchiest kills what else are we into that's it Um, and another round of (laughs) final girl all of that when we come back stay tuned hey what are you drinking Blood. Really? Can I try some? Sure. Oh, gross! It tastes like real blood! That's because it is, you silly idiot. Blood drink, made of blood. Blood drink, made of real blood. Try blood drink today. Now available in a can. In a can! Blood drink. Carol, you're late again. I know, I'm sorry. My alarm went off, but my husband turned it off and we fell back asleep. You know what? You need to try Alarm Trocution. Alarm Trocution? I use it with my wife. You hook these little diodes up to your partner, and in the morning, they'll get a shot. And I promise you, they won't turn off the alarm and you'll be wide awake. Okay, I'll give it a try. One week later. Carol, you're back from vacation. How was it? And I see you're right on time. Vacation? I've been mourning the death of my husband. Alarm trocution killed him. But I bet you didn't fall back asleep, did you? Bill, the police are investigating this as a homicide. I thought you used this with your wife. I did, and now I have a beautiful girlfriend. You mean your wife is dead? Alarm trocution! Patent pending. Hey everybody, welcome back to Slasher I Hardly Know Where. We are talking about 1984's The Toxic Avenger. Uh, Alex, let's dissect another scene. Is there another scene besides the uh, the big bloody fight in the uh, the little taco fast food restaurant that you love? Uh, dude, I love all of the scenes. I'm just going to go out uh, on, on a limb here right now. I'm just going to tell you now. Don't I, fall. I love this movie. There are no bad scenes. I mean, we can talk about every scene that that mayor's in, who, who unlike everybody else, isn't overacting, actually is just a terrible actor. Oh, and I think it's cool that we now have this tie-in that they're doing a reboot with Kevin Bacon and uh, Peter Dinklage playing Melvin, and uh, I don't know who else is going to be in it, but I think it's already, it might be in the can. I'm pretty sure it must be in post because it's supposed to come out this year. Uh... Yeah, Dinklage and Bacon again, uh, one of my favorite dishes. Mm. It's very rich. I love a good Dinklage and Bacon. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. It's my it's my favorite. I, I probably... A lot of people love bangers and mash, but I, I'm no, a Dinklage, Dinklage and Bacon guy. Dinklage and Bacon all the way. I mean, you can throw moons over my hammy in there, but uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's definitely in my top three, four. Uh, moons best, over you know. my hammy. 
That's yeah. one of those dishes, even if I don't want what, what it is, I order it just so that I can say moons over my hammy to somebody. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, the waiter's like, what do you want? I'm like, moons over my hammy, and he writes it down. I'm like, I'm just fucking with you. And, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't <laughs> be here. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I fucking hate this place. It's disgusting. Oh, see you later. Um, yeah, so... Um, Alex, before yeah. we jump into uh, this this scene and more of Toxie, do you mind if I ask you a question? I would love if you asked me a question. Uh, what what else are you into? What are you into? Into into. What are you into? What's all this screaming about? I've really lately gotten back into uh, Gaga's first album. The lady. Uh, are you shitting me? You really are back into Gaga's first album? <laughs> I was never. This, are you are you fucking with me? I was. Never, I didn't know you were liked it the first time around. I was never into Gaga necessarily. Not that I don't like her or anything. Uh, Alex is Gaga for Gaga. Well, but that does actually go into what I'm actually into. So I, you know, I write a lot for a living, and. Uh, it is difficult to write in a room full of people who want to talk to you all the time about everything. So I thought it would be a great idea to, you know, get a pair of earbuds, wireless earbuds that I just kept at work and I pop them in and much like the gym, it would be a force field, right? People will be like, Hey, blah, blah. And then they'd look over and go, Oh, you can't hear me. Apparently they're immune to it at my work. People will literally sit there talking to me and I'm listening to like screaming metal music as loud as I can in my earbuds. And so I can't hear anything. And they're just talking, talking and talking and talking. Like who on earth has earbuds in their ears and is not listening to music, right? Wouldn't wouldn't you as a responsible human being look at these people and say, oh, you can't hear me. Otherwise, you know what I think you're going to do, I think you're going to have to up the ante a little bit and get like some fucking beats, you know, some I'm, big I, headphones. I, I do not think you're wrong. I think I'm going to do that because they won't talk to me. But anyway, uh, so I've been jamming out to music and I'm always trying to look for new music. And then I got the idea to look up metal covers of rap songs. And uh, there are some great ones. That's why I made the, the lady... Gaga joke. There's a band called Vanilla Sky that does an amazing just dance. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like it's, it's phenomenal, but I have found this band called, I guess it's called Leo. It's just L E O. It's not capital E O. So it's just Leo and Leo <laughs> does the most amazing version of the song called WAP. Are you familiar with WAP? Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. Wet ass pussy. Okay. So you said it, uh, and if you and I think people have been changing it to WAP so it doesn't sound like the, the oh word, uh, maybe the, you should say return for well uh, maybe you should Italian say WAP person. I didn't even think about that although they scream, well everybody was saying WAP originally well they scream WAP somebody was like maybe we should yeah. say WAP that that makes sense though because ass starts with the ah sound so WAP makes ah, sense WAP but uh, anyway they but in this song they scream WAP and it is but not the derogatory version of it uh, and you I mean when we end this this podcast you need to go look up leo singing wop 
I'm it already is. making a mental note right Dude, now. Dude, it is epic. I, I'm gonna it play this so for my good. lover. We're gonna listen to it together. Dude, it she is. She likes metal. It's better. I like metal. It's better than the original song by by leaps and bounds. But uh, anyway, so there's a lot of that that I found. Uh, also, you might want to check out Fireflies. Remember that Owl City song? Yeah, I remember but, that. Yeah, by Make Way for Men. It's just a metal okay. version of this. It's great. But anyway, Leo, I'm I'm all getting this to Leo. Leo basically just does this. They have album after album after album that I assume they can't release because they're all covers. And they're covers of songs that they are hardcore metalizing. And I'm in, man, because you know I love metal. And it is... They're not all winners, but I mean, there are some diamonds in there, dude. And WAP being one of those. So if you're listening to this and you like metal music, uh, especially if you like metal, you know, or if you like rap too, uh, go look up Leo and at the very least listen to WAP. It is, it's phenomenal. I've listened to it two or three times on the way to work every day for two weeks. Mm. Wet ass pussy. Yeah, it is phenomenal. Micah, I was, ass pussy. I was wondering, oh. what are you into? Uh, let's see. What the hell am I into? I think last week I told you I was reading this comic called uh, I Hate This Place, which was previously previously called Fuck This Place, but I think they had to clean up the title so it could go on racks or whatever. Um, but that's a good one. That's a straight-up horror comic. And then the other thing I am into uh, is... Uh, Oh, God, last night I watched that movie, Mother. I know it's years old, but this is the first time I'd ever seen it. Not familiar. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Ed Harris. It's directed by Darren Aronofsky, and it's a fucked up trip of a movie. Holy shit. I am not familiar Uh, at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was one of these very divisive movies that totally polarized critics and audiences alike. It's it's absolutely entertaining, though. I mean, you should definitely watch it. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say after you watch it, try to figure it out before you go Googling what this movie is about because that's kind of the fun of the movie is to figure out what exactly was this uh, symbolic of. But damn, it has got some very effective tense moments and some very effective violence that smacks you in the face. It's fucked up. It's kind of an art movie, but but it's more entertaining than just a piece of shit art movie. Um, speaking of piece of shit art movies... Uh, <laughs> Something else I'm into, and by into, I mean I just happened to watch, is uh, it was called, I think it was called Subconscious Cruelty, and it was this art film, and it was, you know, one of these movies that's extra controversial, extra gross, and there was a scene where they like, they flay this guy's dick, and like rip off the top layers of skin with I don't know scalpels and fish hooks and then after they rip his dick apart this hand is giving him a hand job and then there's like another scene yeah there's another scene where this woman gives birth and like as the baby's coming out like the man who I guess impregnated her is pulling the baby out he goes ahead and cuts the baby's throat and then holds it over this woman, the mom, God who just bless. had the baby, and just like covers her and the baby's blood. And then there's a scene where they, the Jesus Christ, is walking along, and all are these, you making, everybody's naked. Are you making this up, stream of consciousness? Nah, 
no, this was not. This is a movie. Mm. <laughs> I watched it last night. Well, I skimmed it last night because there's a lot of boring shit in between the really gross stuff. But like these naked girls are all following Jesus, and then they start tearing him apart and eating him, and then somebody comes out and just like a- ass rapes Jesus with a staff, and uh, and that's about it. And the movie ends, and you're like, what the fuck was that? God, I, I think we have to cut out that entire thing so we don't get flagged. Right? Even the description is, is appalling. Oh, Lord. But I got to tell you, the description's a lot more entertaining than the movie itself because between all those scenes, it's just like, here's a black and white shot of a light bulb for five minutes. Here's some weird sounds and a shot of a door. Well, uh, you in your art house horror, I mean, like, I'm not even surprised I you, don't know why I feel obligated to watch any of the, the movies either, that are rated you know, as most God, controversial or most disturbing thing ever made. You've done that. I don't even know how we're friends who realized they liked horror together because I was like... You were like, oh my God, when we met, you were like, you like horror too? And I'm like, yeah. And you're like, oh, you got to try this out. And it would be, I would watch it that weekend and it would be the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And then he would the do it again What I remember that again. you were most mad at me about was a movie directed by Ty West who recently directed that movie X called The Roost. I think oh, you hated me for The Roost. God, The Roost was so boring. It was so boring. And I'm sure there are people listening right now who are like, oh, The Roost was amazing. But no. The roost was so boring. I only remember have, one scene from The Roost, and that's when the guy falls out of the, the second floor of the barn. Have you seen X yet? I haven't seen it, no. Oh, let me I send it haven't. to you. Let me send it to you. It is, is it good? I, I, you know, it's not like the best movie ever. It's good, though. I mean, like, yeah, uh, okay. X is good, man. I, I think you'd I like it. i shot, then. I mean, I knew people were digging it, and I knew, you know, a lot of horror critics like Ty West, but I, I didn't, you know, I saw no. the trailer, but I didn't run out and watch it. Yeah, I think it's really well done. The acting is good in it. The suspense is good. The it, it's it, it's creepy. Uh, I'm also very much. I, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, I, I don't want to see it. Uh, it seems stupid or whatever." I am looking forward to Nope. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch anything Jordan does. Me for too. Now. I, I mean, mean, you telling I loved me? Us. I you love to get out. Yeah, you're telling me that you that you can be a horror person who saw both of those movies and not want to see Nope. I mean, just I think a lot of people are turned off because it's called Nope, and that's you know because that's what people do. You see snakes, you see spiders, you're like Nope. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's almost mm-hmm. like a meme at this point or whatever. But uh, come on, you man. Know, I think I need, I think uh, Jordan Pill and M Night Shyamalan need to collaborate. On I do film. too. That would be amazing. It could. Uh, I think they could up each other's games. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're both twisty guys. Yeah. They love to fuck with the audience, and I think they should work together. I was watching some old Key uh, and Peel the other day, and it was hard for me to imagine that a guy who was as funny as he is can be as twisted and you know dark as he is i i I don't know he's he's something else he's in my opinion he is definitely the next thing in horror or i mean he's doing something man he's doing something and you could even catch glimpses of his his kind of like creative oh yeah uh, when you're watching old key and pill some of those how weird and over the top those sketches yeah not just the funny part but some of the situations themselves yep yeah, yep. absolutely, no question. All right, so I'm giving you uh, seven more minutes to get through Final Girl and a scene. <laughs> so pick a scene, oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you think I was done with my what else are you into? Oh, shit. Uh, let's see. The only other thing I'm into, yesterday I've watched the original, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, yeah. Hadn't seen it in forever. Wanted to see it again. Watched the old one yesterday. It, it's still good, man. 
especially for its time. And Toby Hooper, come on, that guy's a talent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd say he is. I mean, I've heard about him. Yeah, I mean, to the kind of shots that he was doing uh, at that time, he was way ahead of his time, way ahead of the curve. I'm mean, I, uh, Toby's great. Toby's good. I mean, I've seen him direct some really bad stuff, though. I mean, I know, but you've also seen him direct some really fantastic out of this world stuff like the mangler oh oh i think i i think this is always going to be a point of contention between you and i we are never going to agree on the mangler you know, I'm, I'm we're going to work hard to convert you until we die until you love the mangler the reason it's going to be a point of contention though i mean i i'm still set on this is because you're fucking with me you're fucking with me, and you know it was a piece of shit movie that had some good uh, stuff in it. I'm not saying it was just a complete throw it in the trash thing, uh, but mm-hmm. I know you're messing with me, man. Even Listen, at- I'm not saying it's E.T. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's you know uh, <laughs> 1917, but I loved it for what it was, a, a, a horror curiosity, uh, over-the-top performances, great theatrical lighting, and... Uh, and it just—I was entertaining as fuck. I loved it. Okay, and and then and then when the the mangler, the machine that only kills people the way that any laundry mangle would kill a person with absolutely nothing. You do have to jump into it. That's true. <laughs> you do you have, have to, to in order yourself for this, into this machine. In order for this possessed machine to kill you, you literally have to use it incorrectly and jump right the fuck in it. But. You know, other than that, a uh, real scary thing, and then it eventually grows arms and starts running around hallways. Yes. With the worst okay. CG ever. Okay, so pick a scene. I'm giving you, um, look, let me look at my clock here, four minutes to get through Final Girl in your scene. Can we do it? Let's try it. Let's do some Final Girl. All right. Oh, already so lost. You're going to do it by skipping doing a scene? Okay, Wait, let's, let's go. What are you talking about? We haven't talked about the movie in this segment at all. Oh, did we not talk about the movie even a little bit? We did. We jumped straight into what are you in? What, what else are you into? Uh, what are you into? <laughs> which we just then, ended. Which went on for a long, long time. We didn't talk about a scene. Uh, what's a good scene we could talk about? Let's well, talk about the... Bu- how about this? How about this? Uh-huh. We don't have to talk about a scene. Uh, you can get into this, but we'll set it up by saying the the mayor of this town is actually a bad guy. He is. Uh, he's a leader of a crime syndicate. He's a crook. And so while the whole town is, uh, you know, lauding this this amazing monster for killing everyone evil, uh, the mayor, you know, has to be up front going, okay, you know, great. I'm glad he's cleaning up this town. But really, it's hurting his business because he's the leader of this crime syndicate until Toxie does something terrible, which we mentioned before, all before he's only killing evil people. Until he mm-hmm. actually kills a seemingly innocent old woman in a dry cleaning store. Uh, That's right. And he's compelled to do so because remember, Toxie kills when he sees inherent evil. And uh, so, and then Toxie feels all bad about that. And he goes back home to his blind girlfriend where he lives with her at the toxic waste dump. Did we not mention that, folks? Yeah. He falls, <laughs> he, 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 he falls in love with the blind girl that he saved from the taco place. She is hardcore into him. He's hardcore into her. It is quite romantic. They live in a toxic waste dump because, you know, they would. And she can't see, so that's okay, I guess. It's not a nice place. Um, and then he goes back to her and tells her, you know, hey, I killed this old lady. 
it's terrible. I, I'm a monster, whatever. And then, uh, then let's leave it at that cliffhanger because, uh, I mean, I did say she ended up being a bad person. So we know that, but, uh, this sets us up for the final scene and you can do final girl. All right, let's do it. Okay. Last time we lost Miss Daisy Moss and Miss Holly Helenor. We have three survivors. Let's spin the wheel of death and find out what happens. All right, up first, Leanne Hart. Leanne. Ten years ago today, your grandmother passed away. She told you to visit her grave for one day your life it would save. She might have been out of her head, but you were raised to honor the dead. So you visit her grave as you have each year to pour out a 40 of her favorite beer. You survived. Pouring out one for your old homie. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet stuff there. Pretty All right, sweet up next stuff. is Cagney Sloan. Cagney. Right, Hee-haw. Ha-ha. Life is a silly game. Let's go to the makeout party hosted by what's-his-name. That's what Sally says as she painted her lips cherry red. But you know makeout parties are how people wind up dead. So when Sally says, let's go, you give her the hardest of no's. You survive. You survive. Good job, Cagney. Don't go to that makeout party. Uh, and I mean, like, you know, making out should be okay, but why risk it, right? Why risk it? Why, why, why even try? Yeah. Why even try to find love in this crazy, crazy world of Slasherville? All right, Ash Sawyer. Oh, Ash, let's see what happens. Mr. Finkelstein, the substitute, rolled his wheelchair into class. One of the bullies whispered to his friend, I'm going to prank his ass. As Finkelstein entered the... Oh, sorry. As Finkelstein entered, the bully did jump in front of the wheelchair, then yelled, Speed bump! As the bully laughed from where he lay on the ground, Finkelstein pulled out his revolver and unloaded six rounds. You're dead. God damn. That's just murder. Yeah, that was... That That wasn't even like a masked killer. You fucked with the substitute. That shot you. That's too dark and realistic. I hate that one. (laughs) I didn't enjoy that. That one made me sad. I, I, I did not care for that one. Uh, yeah, well, maybe that was the making of a killer. I don't know. Has Finkelstein been a killer before? Was this his first one? Who knows? But all we know is Ash Sawyer is dead. Uh, Holly Helenor is dead. Daisy Moss is dead. This is a bloody whoo. fucking show. We've got a lot of dead bodies here at Slasher Studios. And when we come back, we will talk about the mayor of Tromaville. We will talk about Crunchiest Kills. And we will uh, award this movie uh, uh, a rating of some sort. Oh, what? Which is yet to you be should determined. St- you should start thinking now. You should start Stick thinking. Around. Stick around. Stick around to find out what we rate this thing. Uh, what will it be? Will it be uh, burned sauna buns? Will it be <laughs> we didn't even talk about the burned sauna buns. <laughs> <laughs> burned sauna buns. All right, all that and more when we come back. It's been a long time since I've killed, and I'm starting to kill. 
get the itch It's been so long since I've killed I don't even know where my axe is Feel like you've lost your edge? Hardly remember what it feels like to kill? Kill Academy can help We've helped hundreds of -of out-of-practice killers just like you get their mojo back. Our six-week training course is now available on VHS and Laserdisc. Listen to what satisfied customers have to say about Kill Academy. I hadn't killed anyone in over a year, and I'll be honest, I'd lost my chops. Kill Academy had me back in the game in no time. I was so rusty, I was afraid if I tried to kill, I might get myself killed. But after six weeks with Kill Academy, I was able to get back to doing what I do best. I feel like myself again. My knives are sharp, my muscles are strong, and not just my physical muscles, but my brain muscles are totally ripped, and I feel like the cold-blooded killer I was when I was young. Kill Academy. Learn to kill again. Now available at killacademy.com. It's been a long time since I've killed. Now I'm ready to kill again. We all know losing a loved one is one of the most difficult things a person can go through. Not only knowing you will never see them again, but that you also won't be able to claim that very special something of theirs you always wanted. Hi, I'm G. Rave Robbers. Did someone you love request to be buried with something you love? How incredibly selfish of them. And they said they loved you. At G. Rave Roberts Afterlife Reconciliation, we can get you that item that you so wanted and undoubtedly did not deserve. Mama's diamond ring? We can dig it! Papa's brand new bag? We can dig it! Granny's antique piano? That's a big hole! And we can dig it. Your grandmother was clearly insane. So come on down to G. Rave Roberts Afterlife Reconciliation, where we will uproot your dearly departed and get you that item that you've always hearted. And we'll do it for free, cause we're in it for the bones. We're insane too. G. Rave Roberts, can you dig it? Come on down to food restaurant. We've got restaurant food and roof. We make good food at restaurant. You can sit at our restaurant, eat our food. Food restaurant that has good food. It's got big foods and small foods. Come down to food restaurant, eat our food. We've got food restaurant, restaurant food, food restaurant. And specials, we've got special specials of food that you can order that are special. Then you eat the food with your mouth full at food restaurant. Come to food restaurant, food restaurant. And if you don't like our food, you can eat at another restaurant because other restaurants have food. If you like our food, you can eat here too. But you can also eat there at food restaurants and food restaurants with food for your mouth hole, mouth hole, mouth hole food restaurant. We've got good food restaurant, restaurant food. Food restaurant. Come on. Hello? Hi there, what can I do for you? Oh my God, is that a woman hanging on a meat hook in the back? Oh no, that's just decoration. We just getting ready for Halloween. Oh, okay. Well, my chainsaw here won't start and I was wondering if uh, you could fix it, maybe sharpen the blades while you got it? Sure thing, we can fix you up. God, is someone hurt? Oh no, that's just Gunner working on chainsaw. Now what seems to be the problem? it just won't start. Are you sure he's okay? He just gets to screaming when he's fixing one real good, you know, excited. In fact, he can probably get you fixed up real good if you want to hang around. Interest you in finger sandwich while you wait? Oh my god, these are, are these real fingers? Oh no, I told you we just really get into Halloween around here. It's August. You're August. What? Who? Looks like you're up next. Ah! Go! 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 Texas 
Chainsaw Sales and Service will fix you good guaranteed or we'll slash you, er, the price, clean in half. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Slasher. I hardly know her. I am here with Alex. I am Micah. We well, are the me. Slasher Brothers. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the show. We that's are it. talking about 1984's The Toxic Avenger, directed by Lloyd Kaufman of Troma. This is the movie that put them on the map. Well, actually, We've been talking about... Um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's not. Actually, uh, it's directed by Michael Hurds and Lloyd Kaufman. That's right. But you know what I love? He is directs all it the- under a pseudonym, Samuel Weil. Wheel. Something. Yeah. I like that they never got rid of the old trauma pictures, uh, graphics, and music. They've kept those those same shitty old, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> like lights going back and forth like you do at a nightclub. Yeah. It looks and like cityscape. But I love it, that. yeah, it looked like shit. It still looks like shit. And I'm, pro- I promise you. I know I'm right about this. Like, Troma has, like, their own app or their own channel or something, but I swear that I heard Lloyd Kaufman say in an interview that he doesn't make money off of his movies. That's why he uh, he allows you to watch them all free on YouTube. I swear I heard that interview. I could not so find So you said that all Troma pictures were free on YouTube. I couldn't find any. I couldn't I, find the Toxic Avenger. I couldn't find one single free Troma movie. So maybe I'm completely wrong, or maybe it the was... The only a- free version of the Toxic Avenger I could find on YouTube was not from Troma, and it was in French. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, Il est toxique. Avenger, oh, toxic Avenger, Avenger, oh. toxic, oh, oh baguette, uh, ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, it it was free everywhere. I'll say that. Like, it wasn't yeah. hard to find free. I mean, it was on you know every free service imaginable, to yep. be and all that crap. But uh, it, I, I swear that. That that is a thing I heard him say, like not read. I heard him say that in an interview, but maybe it was before he made. Like I believe he has a trauma channel or something, so or some sort of trauma subscription service or something. So maybe that was it. I don't know. But uh, whatever the case, I was thankful that it was available for free, of course. But I would have gladly paid to watch this movie. I was also surprised I didn't own it. I, I assumed I owned it. I did not. All right, so you wanted to talk about the mayor of Tromaville. Tell me about this 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 reprehensible creature that is the mayor of Tromaville. Well, he is a morbidly obese man. He is a bad actor. He is running for re-election, uh, and because we know that because they keep they keep posting signs up that he's like cleaning up Tromaville or you know something. I don't know, and. Uh, we do know, though, that he's actually the leader of this entire criminal syndicate. I don't really know what their game is. Were they drug runners? or like? I don't know if that's ever explained or if I missed it or if I just don't remember or didn't pay attention. It's obvious that they're corrupt, though. Even if we don't know yeah. what they're up to, we know mm-hmm. that the Tromaville government is very corrupt. And they want Toxie dead. Yes, because Toxie is killing drug dealers. He's killing pimps. He's killing... Uh, 
at one point there is an underage prostitute, like like underage, like she's, twelve, she's right? Like wasn't 12. she twelve? Yeah, and was she a prostitute, or were they just pimping her out against her will? I wasn't real. Clear I think on they that. were pimping her out against her will. In fact, I think they had said they were going to give her a ride, and the girls like they said they didn't tell me. <laughs> How about and they you know they pull up in a in a limo, right? And uh, this guy is trying to sell this like twelve year old girl, you know, for sex or whatever to some guy on the road. And of course, Toxie, you know, shows up and you know kicks the guy's ass or whatever. And then the guys in the limo get out. And it's, I mean, yes, it is a limo, but it's like a freaking clown car. Like forty bad guys get out of that limo. They just keep coming and they don't cut the shot. Guys just keep pouring out of this limo to kick the shit out of Toxie, which, of course, does not go well for them because, you know, if we haven't mentioned it and you're not familiar with the Toxic Avenger for some reason, uh, the Melvin has has uh, sprouted. He is very strong now. He has muscles now. He's and he, blossomed. And he has a voice like this when he talks for some <laughs> reason. Uh, and uh, so anyway, the... Uh, we should probably talk about the guys, the the bullies. I mean, like, I don't really remember how they meet their end, but they must meet an end, right? Toxie has to beat the crap out of them. Do you remember that scene? I'm trying to remember how how the bullies got theirs. I, I know that he, you know, they, they are crazy. They like to go out, these bullies. Uh, what was it? Uh, Bozo and Slug? Bozo, Slug, and then the rest, the girls' names were more mundane, like, Julie, uh, Julie and Wanda. So they get their kicks going out, driving around Tromaville, hitting innocent people with their car. Uh, the first time we see them do this, they go out and there is a little boy riding his bicycle. <laughs> oh, right. They hit the boy with their car and then they reverse and they run over him again and they crush his head. Every and time. they love this. They yeah, get that, the crazy kicks out of this. That was a thing. In like, fact, you got extra points if it was kicks. a little One kid. of the girls, I can't. Yeah. One of the girls takes these pictures of his mutilated corpse and later goes to the sauna to masturbate while she looks at the Polaroids. Oh, and this right. is when Toxie comes into the sauna. That's and he, right. She's get, having a spitz and trying to wank it to pictures of dead bodies. And he picks her up and burns her butt on the coals where you pour water. Yeah, in the, the sauna. hot stones in the sauna. Yes. He, hot stones. He yes. burns her buns. Uh, but that's really all he does to her. I don't know if that kills her or not. He just burns her buns. But yes, we shouldn't skip over that. One, I still, even in episode, this is 27? Yeah, I guess this must be 27. Even uh, in episode 27 of this podcast, I still take issue with you referring to female masturbation as wanking it. Wait. So she's she's jerking it. She's, no, you can't. Uh, she's rubbing no, one out. Rubbing one out makes more sense, but I don't think you have to say anything. Double clicking the mouse, American Pie. I'll take that. Uh, yeah, she. I mean, like in of course, Lloyd Kaufman was like, "How about she goes in the sauna and she starts masturbating to the Polaroids of the squished head that they ran over when they killed the little boy." Boom. Yeah. <laughs> film it you know she's just reprehensible uh and so yeah toxie comes in burns her buns uh on on the hot stones uh so i've looked it up on wikipedia here's what happens to the rest of them 
He then later returns to the club. This is direct quotes. Pursues Julie, that's the other girl, into the basement. He cuts off her hair. I don't remember that. Um, and then he confronts Bozo and Slug after they steal a car. I do remember this. Ending in Slug getting thrown out of that moving car and Bozo driving off the side of a cliff, which kills him. And and it's amazing. Like, the car, like, flies off that cliff. And, of course, you know, blows up in, in great fashion because it's one of these movies. But remember, this is this is when Toxie's, like, on the car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They go over the cliff like the O'Doyles. Yes, they go over the cliff like the freaking O'Doyles who just <laughs> who just hit a banana peel on the road, screaming their own names in triumph. But uh, it was uh, it was a it was a great scene. Um, but that is when you know, I mean, in at this point, like Toxie is still a hero. Everybody loves him, right? There, people yep, are people yep. are wearing their Toxic Avenger shirts. He's like saved cops that are you know a part yep. of it. He saved kids. Everybody's got uh-huh. this huge yep. fan base, and the city loves. him. Oh yeah, him. the kids love him. The kids are talking about him. He's their hero, even though he is, by the way, disgusting. There is nothing you can't look at him and not be. He's a deformed man with a eye that's lower than the other eye, like sloth from Goonies. And he's wearing a tutu and polka oh, that's right. Tights. That's right. He does wear the tutu. And I had forgotten about that going into this. Like, I'd forgotten that Toxic Avenger wears a little pink tutu. <laughs> but he does. Uh, and so that's when he kills that old lady we were talking about. He goes yeah. into a dry cleaning place. He kills her by, by like, putting her in a pressing machine or something. Yeah, and, he presses her. And I do love the so the guy who runs the dry cleaner, he was he's in there, she's trying to get some dry cleaner or whatever. Something happens outside and he has to go outside and then while he's outside, that's when the toxic avenger comes and kills this, you know, innocent seeming old woman and then he puts her I, I guess I don't know exactly how he kills her. I mean, he does put her in a dryer, right? Doesn't he do that? But then right. she, I just remember he puts her on the press and he, he pushes puts, it. And yeah, he puts her on that press. But then the guy comes back in. Toxic Avenger's gone out, and the owner of the place comes back in, and he's like, you know, Mrs. Myers, you know that's not for the public. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But she's just laying on it dead, <laughs> like that. Like that's what you would do. Um, but as it ends up, so then he gets a lot of backlash. That's the big. That's the big get for the mayor. Because the mayor is like, finally, he did something wrong. Remember, Toxie goes mm-hmm. back to his blind girlfriend in the toxic waste home they have and is like, I'm a monster. I killed an old lady. and She was innocent, whatever. But it ends up she was actually uh, the leader of an underground human trafficking ring. So he had once again sensed that inherent evil that was inside her, and that is why yep. he was compelled to kill her. He's not a monster. It was confusing as a viewer. It's like, why is he killing this old lady? He's losing control. And uh, so then... The mayor now has his peg to go all out on Toxie. He calls the National Guard in, right? He calls, like, mm-hmm. every cop in the world in. And they go to his house in the Toxic Waste junkyard or something, right? Everybody and, shows up. Like, the whole town's there. You got all the police forces there. I guess the, the National Guard is there. And they've all got, oh, wait, there's a fucking tank. That's right, because they point the, the well, gun yes. on the tank well, at Toxie, Toxie's tent. But remember, yeah, see, that's the point. Uh, they're in the trailer or home or whatever they're in. I don't know why they leave that, but they decide they're going to go camp out. 
in a tent. Yeah. And to escape, I mean, like, it's not just because they want to go camp, but they're quickly found. And yeah, the National Guard comes in the, the, and there's like 8 billion guns pointed on the tent, including a tank turret right there on the tent. (laughs) And then, you know, you think it's lights out for Toxie and his girlfriend, but then the the citizens of Tromaville are like, no, he's a hero. And they stand between the tank and the guns and Toxie. And uh, yeah, they stop him. They stop them from killing Toxie. And Toxie is a hero after all. Uh, yeah, because, and, but also, well, I mean, don't, you know, don't skip over the fact that there is, there is some dissension there within the ranks. Like, you know, the mayor, Oh, is, there's the one cop who's got yeah. Toxie's back. That's yeah. right. And the mayor is up there like, kill him, kill him, kill him. And they're like, I can't, I can't. And then slowly everybody can't kill Toxie. He's just, and the mayor's going to kill Toxie himself, but yes. then the the good cop grabs the gun and pushes it up right as he shoots it. Uh, and it's it's a ridiculous scene. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Uh, it's not not a ridiculous scene, uh, but so how do we how do we know the mayor is bad? I don't. Uh, I mean, he's obviously a crook. No, 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 no. How do we learn? How do the people of Tromaville learn? Because remember, Toxic Avenger, Melvin's mom, she like shows up and she's like, you know, that's not a monster. That's my son or whatever. And and then I don't know what shows the mayor as evil, but I do know that uh, the Toxic Avenger then uh, plummets his hand into the mayor's stomach and rips mm-hmm. out all of his insides. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean that course. that happens. Why does that happen? I mean like because otherwise everybody'd be like, "Oh my god, you are a monster." Why do they know he's bad? Do you remember? I mean, I know we the audience know he's bad. I'm trying to think uh how it was revealed to the rest of the citizens of Tromaville. Um the mayor and the National Guard come to kill him, uh, but yeah. the people of Tromaville refuse, and Melvin's mom identifies the mutinous <laughs> son. You're, you're also on Wikipedia, I see. <laughs> the mayor's evil ways are revealed, and Melvin proceeds to rip out Bell Goody's organs to see if he has any guts. Right. And, and then the Toxic Avenger continues to combat crime in Tromaville. You know, this podcast would be a lot shorter if we just read the Wikipedia entry from start to finish. <laughs> we, we wouldn't even need segments. We wouldn't have to have commercial breaks, anything. We'd just read right through it. But I don't remember, I honestly don't remember how it's revealed to yeah. the people of Tromaville that the mayor is bad. Because otherwise, they would be like, oh my God, he is a monster. He ripped out his guts, which looked terrible. <laughs> looked absolutely awful. But it maybe was, it's just assumed that as good because we, the viewers, know that the people knew or maybe they just love toxie and it wasn't even about the mayor but you would think that they would be like hey toxie you just ripped the mayor's guts out what the fuck let's let's get into it what do you think i mean like what's your what's your takeaway from this movie i already had a soft spot for the toxic avenger because of how much i knew about the character and loved the character from commercials and shit growing up so i am definitely biased walking into this movie 
I'm already programmed to love it because of it was such a big deal. Uh, you know, the, the sequels were coming out. So, but you know, you, the performances are ridiculous, <laughs> but that's a trauma staple. Yeah. That's kind of what they're in, into it for. Uh, uh, and I don't know, man. I mean, the gore is good. The action's good. The acting's over the top. Is the gore I good? I mean, it. like the the crushed. I heads. love the guy who gets his head smashed. The crushed heads the kid are getting good. Getting run over by the car. That looks good. The dog uh, is ridiculous. The gripping the of the guts ridiculous. out of the mayor is ridiculous. So let's not say the gore is good. The gore. It's a wonderful some of the gore piece of shit. Or it's a shitty piece of wonderful filmmaking. I I don't know. You got to give the people over at Troma props for doing what they do. Uh, I, I I do love it. I mean, is it is it one of those movies that I'm like, well, that really impacted me. You know, like I still have nightmares about the Toxic Avenger. No, but is it a uh, fucking staple of American cinema? Absolutely. And it was amazing that it got made. And what's even more amazing is that people latched onto it and that it became a cultural phenomenon. And, and and apparently has earned a reboot with yeah. some big name actors in it. So yeah, I got I got a lot of love for Troma and for the Toxic Avenger. But uh, <clears throat> without all of that accoutrement and reputation, would I love it? I think I would still like this movie a lot. I I I couldn't agree with any of that more. I think you said it all really well. It uh, like I. I mean, maybe I also went into it a little biased because, yes, uh, this was a part of my childhood because it was, I don't even know why. It was kind of thrust upon you as a child. Right? It was Where did a, it come from? I don't know. It literally were we watching was, the movies? Probably not. Probably not. In not. 1984? No. We were babies. And it was, it was a cartoon much yeah. later than that, I feel. It was, yeah. uh, and, I, and I feel like the cartoon kind of had an environmental bend you know, bent mm-hmm, to it, mm-hmm. which was, uh, you know, pretty big in the nineties. You know, we were all going to save the environment in the nineties. Now we don't care. Uh, but that was a thing. And I, and I believe that was part of it. I'd have to look it up, but, uh, the, you know, there were the toys. Toxic Crusaders. That was the cartoon That's and it came exactly out in 1991. There was, was only one season. That's exactly what, and I watched it and I liked it. I mean, it was good. And and I bought the toys, and I love Toxic Avenger, and I remember him being in, just like you just said, he was in commercials and stuff. I mean, like I remember it, and I liked it. This movie's great. I loved it. Uh, I I would tell anyone to watch it. It was just, it was great. I mean, you picked a winner for the last uh, movie of the season. So the question now is, what would you rate it, and how would you rate it? Okay, all right. How many burned sauna buns will I give 1984's The Toxic Avenger? Uh, Man, I really, outside of the film because of trauma and because of what Lloyd does for young filmmakers and what he's Mm -hmm. done for horror and indies, I want to push that rating up higher. Um, I am going to give The Toxic Avenger. Oof. I don't know if it's the beer, but I want to give it 10 out of 10 burned sauna buns. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. That's a high mark. Uh, I I, I do believe you've given something to 10 before, haven't you? Ooh, have I? I believe you have. I kind of thought in our off time between seasons, I would look at our ratings and write down the movies in our ratings. It'll be a lot of work, but... 
Uh, that would be cool to put on uh, getslash.com. All of our getslash.com. Get slashed. Uh, I can't uh, I can't disagree with you much on this. I'm giving it a nine. This is a, right. this is a nine burned sauna buns. <laughs> or maybe it should be sauna burned buns. Sauna burned buns. Uh, burned I'm, sauna buns. I'm giving it uh, nine BSBs. of those, which really, when you think about it, is 18. So I'm going to go ahead and give it 11 out of 10 so I can up Alex's nine uh, up to a 10. All right. All right. So uh, we clearly would recommend this film. We love it. We, uh, oh, yeah. we will be skipping the pick the next movie because there's not another movie to pick. I don't. Cliffhanger. I, it's a cliffhanger. We're just gonna. We're not gonna tell you what we're gonna do for the season. From no, here. no, no. I was saying that's the next movie that we're gonna do. Is I sliced alone's cliffhanger, bro. I literally watched Cliffhanger not two weeks ago. It you hold, shitting me? Yeah, it, hold, <laughs> it it holds up. It's good. It was on Pluto. I watched it. It was really good. I always liked it, but it was good. Um, and then uh, that leaves just some closing remarks. Plus, finding our Ooh. final final girl. Oh, Alex, my, my dear, sweet Alex, we have yet to award our crunchiest kills. Oh, my God, you're right. Ah! Crunchiest kill. Uh, let's see here. Okay, I'm going to give my crunchiest kill to the fella who Toxie grabs and he lays him on the bench in the gym and he pushes his head under the weights and you cut to his face, you cut to the weights above, back and forth, back and forth. A cut, lot, cut, cut, a cut, lot cut, of cut, cut, cut. cut, cut. <laughs> and then smash, because I love that caved-in face, and I like that Toxie, of course, does his calling card, puts the mop on the face. I think that is my crunchiest kill for the Toxic Avenger. What I, is your crunchiest kill? It's the dog, man. When they slide that, <laughs> when they slide that dog across the floor, I mean, everything about it, is ridiculous. I mean, it's clearly them sliding a real dog across the floor. The dog doesn't care. It's not like they did anything bad to it. They literally slid it across like a linoleum floor and or a tiled floor or whatever. And then when they show it dead, there's just meat laying on its fur. Uh and but it was it was tough to watch because they were killing a dog. It was awful. It was horrific. But at the same time, because it was so poorly done, probably purposely it was a joy to watch. It was the happiest anyone would ever be watching a dog be killed on screen. <laughs> and, 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 but it was still shocking. It was still horrible. He shot him with a shotgun and it was a sweet little dog. And that is my crunchiest kill. All right. That's a good one. You got to wonder what did they put on that dog? Because if they'd put actual meat, I would assume the dog, unless highly, highly trained would have eaten the meat off of his side there. So it had to be something that didn't smell wonderful, right? Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't know. The dog obviously was highly trained because again, he played dead better than any human in any of the movies that we've watched in 27 episodes. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. So we have rated this film very high marks for the toxic Avenger and we have awarded our crunchiest kill and it is time for the final round of Final Girl in this, our season finale of the first season of Slasher I Hardly Know Her. Uh, All right, are you ready? Are you ready to do this? We have two survivors left. One of you will die. The other will survive and win the mystery prize. We've got three dead bodies here in Slasher Studios. Let's find out what happens. First, 
We will spin that wheel. Let's Here we go. Spin that wheel. <laughs> okay. Uh, I snorted. I snorted. <laughs> That's a win. I literally Alex snorted. snorted. Oh, that, that okay. Here we go. Find around a final girl. Up first, we have Cagney Sloan. Hey, Cagney Sloan, looking good for you. All right. I Cagney. think. I don't remember what order we read these in after 27 episodes. <laughs> All right. Okay, Cagney. Do dead men hate? Do dead men dream? Do their spirits roam among us unseen? This is the poem you read aloud as you stood in front of the class. Then a voice from the back snickered. Sit down, you weird gothic ass. Embarrassed, you ran from the room to the bathroom and hid in a stall. And tears in your eyes, they did bloom as class ended and crowds filled the hall. You considered casting a spell on the boy, but decide he is not worth it. Your mother always taught you, save your magic for people who really deserve it. You survived. You survived. Good job, Cagney. Thought about putting well a spell on that bully, but done. you decided not to do it. Very proud of you, and very that proud cannot mean good things, Ed. All right, Lee Ann Hart, you are up last. Okay, Lee Ann. As you sit in the back of class, the girl at the front reads a rhyme. Something about dead men in dreams. She talks about it all the time. You're sick of her always saying weird shit, so you say something mean, then tell her to sit. She runs from the class, and you laugh. The teacher gives you a look that cuts you in half, which is a funny coincidence, because laughing at the goth girl's expense is exactly the reason why the boogeyman decided you should die. And wouldn't you know it, he cut you in half with a circular saw as he had the last laugh. You die. You are dead. Our final... Leanne, you are dead. Our final dead body. Our final kill of season one. And uh, we now have our final girl of season one. All right. Hell yeah. Cagney Sloan. Cagney you Sloan. are the final girl of this final episode of our season, our our, our very first maiden voyage season. Uh, but Cagney, your your fight is not quite over. Oh, what you got to do is jump do. on Instagram. You got to say, hey, I listened to the show, guys. I am the final girl. Please send me the mystery prize. So yeah, direct message us on Instagram. Let us know you are the winner and we will send you that mystery prize. And thank you for playing to Cagney and everyone else who came and did not survive. We love you guys, you listeners out there. Thank you so much for joining us this first season. We are uh, tickled blood red to get to do this show for you. And, uh, and uh, we really appreciate your support and listening to the show. And Alex... We made it, man. We, we made it to the end of another show, and we made it to the end of the first season. Oh, hell yeah. I am impressed with our ability to have made it so far. I can't believe we've done 27 episodes of this show, a show that uh, just came to us one day. 
and it was if if in in the future guys if you ever want to do something that makes no sense at all and seems like a lot of fun be friends with Micah cuz he'll say yes <laughs> he doesn't question it he's just like yeah i can do that and uh that is how this show started we've had a blast doing it you guys have really responded you guys have listened you interact with us you every week you guys you know submit your names and get into final girl and you have the nicest things to say about our episodes and it really means a lot to us because honestly i mean it, it does sound like we just throw this crap together but it's a lot of work and it's a lot of fun and uh we i feel like deserve this little break because i don't want to have to do this much work uh, every month of the year but we're not completely taking this uh, entire summer off because if you would like to come out and hang out with us, we would love to meet you. We're going to be at the Oklahoma City Comic Con in August. I don't know. Horicon. Horicon. Uh, uh, yeah, not Comic Con. Uh, I don't know exactly the dates. The guests, though, are solidly good. There's some Michael. Uh, I believe it's August 6th and 7th, there. right? Oh, God, is it that early? We got to get busy, man. Yeah, we got shit to do. We got shit to do. Uh, but what the hell kind of hiatus is this? We've got more work to do. <laughs> we we got to drive places. Have to start working we got to go again. do shit. What the fuck? Yeah, and yeah, for the record, Micah nor I live in Oklahoma. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we are going to Oklahoma Horicon because it, it fit our schedules and, and uh, it looked like a good show. John Kaiser, the voice of uh, the Crypt Keeper, is going to be there. Oh, yeah. Mark Holton uh, from uh, Pee Wee's uh, Big oh, Adventure. Oh, that's right. Be there. Who, didn't you say he commented on one of our posts? Yeah, he was on our page. I've been messaging him back and forth talking to fucking Mark Holton How <laughs> on weird. Instagram, dude. I mean, that's, How cool is that? That's so weird. But yes, he's going to be there. I'm excited about meeting him. Uh, there's some Michael Myers there. There, I, I'm really excited. Uh, there's some people from you know some of the latter Halloweens, not latter, kind of the middle Halloweens uh, that are there. I'm excited about that. Uh, there, so there's a lot of good guests. From my understanding, is it's a great convention. Uh, they've been doing it for some time, and we decided we would go and we show up. You can find her in the find us in the villa, uh, vendor alley because we wanted to be an artist alley but it filled up so fast because it's such a popular con so we're gonna have a booth that's way too big for us and uh we're just gonna be chilling there meeting you guys and you know let's be honest probably waving at a lot of people that are just walking by our table confused about who we are or why we're there but uh <laughs> but if any of you from oklahoma or whoever uh happen to be there please stop by talk to us we'd love to meet you it'll be a lot of fun Hell yeah. I, I hope we get to meet somebody that's heard the show and hopefully we'll get some new people who have never heard of it and they can start listening and we'll be one big, happy, fucked up family. Yeah. Uh, Alex, I love doing this with you, man. We My made it God. to the end of a season. Ah. This is fantastic. I could not love doing this with you more. I am excited uh, for the end of season one. I'm more excited for the beginning of season two. We have some good things. We're already cooking up for season two. Uh, if you like this show, then of course you are going to like it even more in season two because we like this show. But we're adding. Oh, that's right. We got a new game coming next yeah. season. We got a new segment. Whole cliffhanger. What's it gonna be? Oh, Stay tuned. Who people. knows? Who knows what it's gonna be? Actually, we do. One thing I can go ahead and give you a sneak preview of: there will be lots of nudity in the oh, new segment. Tons of nudity, not just in the new segment, but just in the show itself. 
uh, Mike and I, I love nudity. Mike and I have decided to actually switch to doing this over video call and doing it nude. Uh, our, <laughs> I, both of our wives have objected, not just for us, but for the other one as well. They don't want to see either of us naked, neither of them. Uh, but yeah. uh, we are happy to provide that uh, just really for ourselves. Um, and uh, if you guys do like this show, if you're just catching up, if you haven't been playing along with us, but you know maybe you found us somehow, no matter who you are, one, thanks for listening. Two, please tell a friend. It won't grow unless you do. And uh, if you want to rate us or whatever, that's great. You can catch us on getslash.com. That is our website. We'll probably be updating it a little more than we do normally in the uh, summer because we'll have less to do and that'll be fun. And uh, I don't know. Anything I didn't hit, Micah? I think you've hit all the nails on all of their beady little heads, and it's time, dude. This is where we we declare our undying love for one another, and to you listeners, thank you so much for coming on this ride with us. We love and appreciate you, and we are so looking forward to coming back reinvigorated next season, and we can't wait to do it again. Cannot wait. Uh, Micah, I love you, man. uh, This is... uh... It's been a great season. I, how many more you want to do? Like what, 30, 40? I say we just keep doing this until we're old. And then even after we re- retire from our day jobs, we'll uh-huh. do this. Or okay. listeners, if you'll go out and tell, you know, millions of people about the show, we'll quit our day jobs and we'll just do this full time. That's true. And I assume it will be even better then. So yes, tell a lot of people, then we can quit our jobs. It'll be amazing. And then we'll start crowdsourcing our fake commercials and people can send us ideas or just record commercials for us and send them to us. And what a great way to be able to quit your job. Boss, I'm quitting because I'm making this ridiculous ass podcast and everyone loves it. And if that doesn't work, we can do our other plan B, which is not the podcast, but that uh, pirate uh, co-masturbation site we were going to do. What's it called? Uh, Oh, well, that's right. Jerk matey. (laughs) jerk matey don't beat off alone get on jerk matey (laughs) oh it's not rated x it's rated r (laughs) Uh, all right well uh micah this has been fantastic everyone this has been fantastic thank you for listening and we will see you next season adios love Canada and you eat a lot of donuts. Me? Yeah, you. Who the fuck else am I talking to? Our other guest? Oh, I I, I, I wasn't listening to you.